Welcome everyone to the Nerd Journey Podcast, episode number 161. We're joining you every week to talk IT career progression and bring you the advice we wish we'd been given earlier in our careers. I'm your host, John White, at BJourneyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, John, I'm doing great. We are both pre-sales technical engineers with backgrounds in IT operations. We hope our career discussions will be vendor neutral, relevant across disciplines, and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to career enlightenment. So let's take a trip. Awesome, Nick. Hey, so uh, this week, believe it or not, no guest, right? What's that about? I don't know. It's almost like almost like we had an idea for a podcast without a guest. I mean, that that is what happened. Yeah, sometimes that does happen. Yeah, it's it's we don't have a shortage of guests. That's for sure. We <laughs> somehow you are uh, lining them up left and right. I it's just uh, blowing me away, actually. But this week we're actually going to be talking about our 2022 book goals. And maybe doing a little review of what our book goals in 2021 were and how those turned out. Since we're recording this during the Olympics, should we call it the 22 Book Olympics? I mean, just just for I, I mean, that sounds... No, I mean, I'm just oh, okay. not going to remember that. All right. I just thought maybe you wanted to go for the gold this year, but no. All right. It's cool. Mm, yeah, mm, no. I really want to yes and that because of uh, all of the improv training that I don't have, but I'm just not going to be able to go along with that. I'm sorry. I'm okay. really sorry. It's okay. Okay. All right, so maybe let's start with a 2021 year in review. Does that sound good? That works. I mean, I said maybe about three times there, but we're actually going to do that. We're going to start with 2021 year in review for books. If you go back to our 2021 uh, book aspiration episode, which uh, came out, I think, February 9th of 2021. Episode 108. Got it. I I have to say, I looked at it, complete failure. I mean, just like a 100% miss for me. I literally did not read a single book on that list. It's shocking, but uh, true. And I have to say, a lot of the ideas for for books that I had were really good ideas. I mean, I was looking at them going, oh, yeah, that's that's a really good idea to read. I, I really wish I had read that. Um, so for 2022, I'm going to have a lot of repeats. And I'll call out when, you know, I start repeating some of my 2021 aspirations. I think that the only thing that I really removed were um, like sections, like categories of, of hopes that I had for like learning Python better, uh, learning computational thinking, some of the data science uh, instructional reading that I had on that list. Um, I'm just not even going to aspire to do that this year. If, if it comes along uh, because of something at work, then great. If not, I'm not even going to stress about it. So yeah, what I actually did read as frequent listeners to this podcast might know, I did read Deep Work by Cal Newport. I believe we did. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I mean, we may have. I think we only talked about it for seven episodes. Seven 141 episodes. 141 through 147. That's all we could right. get out of it. 
seven episodes of uh, two planned. Two planned episodes. We got seven. Yeah. So that really changed a lot about how I work in my day to day. So that was a really good read, and I'm glad that I'm glad that we read that. Um, I believe that was actually a uh, a Nick Cordy recommendation. So it's the second time through for me when we read it together. Even yeah. better the second time if you've already read it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really cool read. You know, super influential. If you haven't read it, I maybe would go through and listen to our discussion about it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be offended if you do that at like 1.5x speed or even 2x speed. Um, but we got a lot out of it, I think. Highly recommend that one. The second one that I read was How to Take Smart Notes by Sonka Ahrens also changed a lot about how I work. That is the kind of definitive book in the uh, industry, quote-unquote industry, on the process of, that's called Zettelkasten, which is kind of uh, developing a personal knowledge graph, um, either through software or even uh, kind of like a, a hard copy personal knowledge graph. That's what the originator of the system did. Used a Zettelkasten is German for slip box. So think about a old school card catalog, which uh, he kept uh, notes in, uh, kind of discrete pieces of knowledge and thoughts that he had that he really wanted to record for the long term. Um, of course, we can do all that with software these days. But uh, that process and the philosophy behind it and kind of some of how to do it were was uh, super influential on my work. Um, I also read uh, I also read How to Take Smart Notes with Obsidian. Um, that was a book that one of our guests wrote. And uh, we actually had him on to talk about that. Episode 156 with Josh Duffney, The Return. The Return of Josh Duffney, that's right. And uh, also... That was like short and sweet. It was basically a distilled, almost a monograph on how to, on an applied way to do that with the free uh, software Obsidian, which is a cross-platform Mac, Windows, and I don't know if there's a Linux version. Um, I don't think it runs on Chrome, but at least Mac and Windows. I believe there might be an Android uh, app. Regardless, also really good, and uh, actually uh, did uh, follow along and set up uh, Obsidian myself on my Windows machine. So a really cool piece of uh, writing there. And then I I also read uh, Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game. That one is uh, by Michael Lewis. That wasn't uh, influential on my work at all. Um, but I did keep on seeing, uh, clips from the movie come up on YouTube recommendations and I watched one or two and went, Oh yeah, that's right. I really enjoyed this movie. And then rather than watch the movie again, I decided to reread the book or more accurately in this case, I listened to the audiobook um, at 1.5 X. Here's a little nerd journey trivia, John. You actually reference Moneyball in episodes 90 and 93. Oh, wow. That doesn't surprise me. I have no recollection of actually doing that, but, <laughs> you know, it does have like a little bit of um, work application, maybe uh, this uh, idea of analytics 
in a business setting and uh, trying to pull out, you know, what is actually valuable and then emphasizing that. Um, that was definitely what that book was about in the context of Major League Baseball, specifically following uh, the Oakland A's um, in the 2000s, I believe, when they made a run at the World Series, uh, ended up losing to the Yankees, you know, spoiler alert for something that happened over 10 years ago. Despite having like a sat, uh, they were spending, I want to say, a tenth of the salary. That might be an overstatement, but you know, the, the Yankee salary was like almost 200 million and the A's like was maybe near 30. And yet they ended up being like the top two, uh, teams in the, uh, American League. So almost made it to the World Series. Um, and then I also had two um, series, which I listened to on audiobook. Again, also, this was just, you know, totally like fiction and for my own personal enjoyment. Um, the first series was, the author was Lee Child, and he wrote a series of books with the, uh, the main character being named Jack Reacher. Uh, two of those were actually made into movies starring Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. I almost was like my first guest was Tom Hanks, but just because I couldn't pull Tom Cruise, I, I knew it wasn't Tom Hanks. Really uh, fascinating series. Uh, total popcorn, you know, no nutritional value, but also very, very enjoyable. It actually uh, popped up in my uh, recollection because um, Amazon commissioned a series. Uh, based on the very first book in the series and it is out now and I watched it because I'd listened to the audiobook last year almost got too far ahead but it was it was enjoyable regardless and uh, if you don't want to read the book it was pretty faithful to the to the book so if you're interested in uh, kind of loner heroes uh, who aren't afraid to resort to violence um, that is a great series the I think that's called the vigilante uh, on the edge. He's on the edge of vigilantism. The main character, Jack Reacher, grew up in a, uh, as a Marine, a child of a son of a Marine, so kind of bounced around the world. Only ever visited the United States once to come to uh, West Point, graduated from West Point, went into the Army, uh, served as a military policeman, and then retired and came to the United States again <laughs> for the second time <laughs> after retirement. So he's like huge. I think in the book he's described as like six foot five, not attractive at all. And, uh, kind of decides to go around off the grid in the United States. Doesn't have a home, only pays cash for things. Doesn't carry anything around. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting ethos. Mm. And like, uh, exploration of the united states through the eyes of somebody who is american but has never lived in america pretty cool actually um if you don't mind the violence uh definitely worth uh reading and then finally uh i re-listened to a series called the Murderbot diaries this is a science fiction series by martha wells um, i think i re-listened to it because another book in the series came out and it had been long enough that I just didn't remember anything that had happened up until that point. So I really listened to the whole thing. Again, another popcorn series. Uh, no nutritional value. 
just interesting. Um, far future science fiction title character is a vaguely cybernetic, vaguely human con- construct who thinks of himself as a murder bot um, mm. and definitely is not human, but looks human. Uh, so, yeah, anybody, I'm happy to talk about those books if uh, people are interested, in, further interested in whether or not they should read them. I do have uh, some thoughts about like actually making reading a more deliberate task for 2022. So I'm actually going to print out my list and put it somewhere that I can see it every single day. So that's my first thing that I'm going to try. I'm going to dedicate time every day. So I'll be setting aside an hour at night. Like I'm going to have an alarm that goes off at 10 PM and that's when I start getting ready for bed. And then until 11, I'm going to be reading and then turn the lights out. So reading in bed, taking notes as I can, or at least highlighting as I can, and then using my smart note methodology to uh, digest those notes at some other time. I'm going to have a uh, kind of predefined chunks. So I'm going to cluster the books together and uh, also articulate some things that I'm going to try to get out of the books. Finally, uh, I'm going to make a commitment. So I'm actually going to blog about this. You know, as I finish a book, I'm going to can turn my notes into um, blog posts. And uh, I already purchased the first two books in ebook format and uh, have them downloaded to my uh, my phone and uh, desktop. Anywhere that I can read it, I have it on those devices ready to read in a format where everything's synced up. I'll hold off on telling you what my first chunk of books are until I actually get them later on get to them later on um how about you nick how was your 2021 so i have to say that i read some of the books on my 2021 book goals but i eventually jumped dove sprinted off the wagon completely and i think it's because i follow and continue to follow this stream of consciousness approach and go with whatever seems the most interesting and relevant at the time. A lot of them have come from podcast guests on Nerd Journey. Kind of a, oh, wow, that's so interesting and so relevant to what's happening in my life right now. I need to read that next. Like, I need to put that in the front. I have times where I've just finished a fantastic read, and I look through my wish list on Audible, because I love Audible. I read 99% of my books that way. And I'll just be like, you know what? I want something different. And I'll just go look for something else. I don't know why that happens, but it just does. I started off with some biographies at the beginning of the year. And then I got to this point where I suffered from information overload. Like too many nonfiction self-help books. Because I really like those in addition to the biographies, right? seems like Mm -hmm. I'm constantly reading some form of nonfiction. But like when I read the self-help books, you know, here are five tips for feedback or ten... 10 ways to improve your communication, whatever it may be. It makes me feel bad when I don't go and apply those or or get enough out of the book, right? But if I read a biography, see, I get to listen to somebody's story, learn from their experience. How does it relate to me? How does it relate to the people in my life? It feels less pressure to go and apply it, but I 
get to design the application for myself. And I mean, I guess technically you get to do that with any book you read, right? But for me, we learn really well from stories. And sometimes those stories really hit home and they really bring forth interesting ideas in my brain. And it makes connections in other areas. And I, I just really like learning about people's stories. Maybe that's from being on the show and all the people we've talked to. I think that's probably part of it. So the books that I actually read that were on my list would be A Champion's Mind by Pete Sampras, huge tennis fan. I read Andre Agassi's biography, read Pete Sampras's. Fascinating to hear about how he tried to stay out of the media, was able to keep his temper calm. And one of the most interesting parts was he, when he needed to win a match, his goal was to improve the quality of his serve. And by doing that, if he could get his serves in, hit his shots there, he felt like he could beat any other human being on the planet because he was raising his game without playing his opponent's game. And I really like that concept. Fascinating. And then I also read Ride of a Lifetime by Robert Iger, former Disney CEO. Really cool to listen to how he worked through the acquisitions of Pixar and Marvel and Lucasfilm, how he came up through the ranks, you know, of manning the news studios and how he had trouble firing people and gave some tips for the best way to do that, even though it was hard. And it just really good. It was a really good one. And then I read George Lucas, A Life by Brian J. Jones. I think I referenced that on some previous shows. Very interesting to hear about how the movie industry works when you pitch an idea for a movie, make a treatment for a script, how they cast the the actors and actresses and and what kind of budget they really had for Star Wars. And then I the only paperback book that I read this past year was A Game Plan for Life by John Wooden and Don Yeager. I didn't cash in an audible credit for that one. I read it in full paperback. Fantastic the way he structures the book and shares six mentors that affected him and then six people he mentored in his life and what they what he learned what they learned how it impacted his coaching i really liked it i would totally read that one again can i ask um why you read that one in physical format because i already had it ah okay that'll do it it was one of those things where we had don yeager as a guest speaker for this all hands call and we got to Mm -hmm. pick one of his books out and that was the one that sounded the most interesting. And so I already had it, and I went, I need to read that. It's just sitting there. Don't spend your audible credit. It's sitting there. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah. Here are some really good books that I stumbled upon in my stream of consciousness. Jump off the bandwagon. Invention, A Life by James Dyson, as in founder of Dyson Vacuum Cleaners and other things. I had no clue how close we came to not having Dyson as a company at all. And the fact that he studied furniture design as a young man and that they actually made an electric car at one point. So cool. What a, I mean, what a cool story. And, and James Dyson narrates it. So, you know, it's going to be good, right? James Dyson was talking to me and telling me about his life. Love it. That's awesome. I read The Big Miss by Hank Haney. He was about his time coaching Tiger Woods, what the pressure of that situation was like, how he 
how close Tiger let him get, what Tiger's life was like, what it was like when Tiger won and lost, and and how he analyzed Tiger's game. Really, really good story. Hmm. I, I enjoyed that one. And I, I started at the end of the previous year down this Pixar trail that led me to Steve Jobs and Robert Iger, and I eventually got to Stan Lee, The Man Behind Marvel by Bob Batchelor. That was a really good one. I didn't know that much about Stan Lee and that he actually created Spider-Man. I never knew that until I read the book. I wasn't a big comic book guy as a kid. He created a bunch of other characters too and worked with people from DC Comics. And that was kind of another company that almost went under. We're kind of lucky we have Marvel today. But great story. Enjoyed that one. Another one, The Teenage Brain by Francis Jensen, written by a neuroscientist in terms that normal humans can understand. I don't remember exactly why I picked this up, but I feel like it should be required reading for parents and teachers because the risk analysis mechanisms in the teenage brain just aren't, they're just not developed. And the constant lesson there is keep telling your kids stories about people who did dumb things and the consequences that happened. That's fascinating. And keep an open dialogue with them, of course. Mm-hmm. So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. Talked about that one on a previous episode. Really interesting about this idea of career capital and go deep in a specific field until you get to the very edge, and that allows you to move into an adjacent field. And all the, you know, when you do that, you don't have as much career capital, but the career capital you've built up allows you to make the move. The Practice by Seth Godin. That's a Josh Duffney recommendation. I think that was off show. We were just exchanging some emails. It's about shipping creative work. Like that made me want to write every single day, even though I haven't been able to do that yet. But I read it twice and I'm like, oh, I should write for like 20 minutes a day. I haven't done it yet, but it's, it's inspiring. And of course, as a big tennis fan, I stumbled upon the master, the brilliant career Roger Federer. Had to read that. Turns out Federer was quite the hothead as a kid and really had to learn how to control his emotions and how he dealt with the publicity of being so successful and being married to a former tennis champion. It was just really, really interesting. And, of course, deep work. Read it twice. I'm going to stop there. What about the plan for 2022, John? That was 2021. It's a new year, new goals. What do you think? Anything specific on your list? Yeah. So I think I'm going to start probably by talking about some books that I'm going to reread. You know, I mentioned having read How to Take Smart Notes and how that's changed a lot for me. Um, I think the first example of that was when we read Deep Work. Like the types of notes that I took made it really like easy. Mm, Might not be the right word. It made it easier to do a podcast about the book because I had the content, you know, in this like pre-digested like notes and, and structure and the, the thoughts that I had while I was reading. You know, because of that, I feel like, you know, there's some books that I want to reread and extract more out of it. You know, there's a lot of them that I've read and I don't remember beyond like maybe the main thesis like what the point of the book was so i could say one thing about it so the first book that i'm going to reread is 
Thinking and Bets by Annie Duke. If I remember right, that was about... She's a poker player, right? Right, right. So she's a retired professional poker player. And I think the book is about dealing with uncertainty and making better decisions by assessing uncertainty and and thinking through the things that you want to do based on that uncertainty and getting away from the very human assumption that we are very certain about information when we very rarely are actually certain or we shouldn't be certain. So um, I, I would really like to remember more than just that <laughs> because that's literally all that I remember about the book right now. No, that's not true. Like one of the things that I, I try to do on a daily basis is to assess how certain I am about something and try to only very rarely go above 60%. I think that's like what, like the main, you know, active takeaway that I have from it. So, uh, I need more than just that. I need, I need to be able to point to several lessons and, you know, she broke things down a lot more than just that. You know, that's a paragraph, maybe not a whole book. So I'd like to do more and learn more than that. The next one is Your Brain at Work by David Rock. I've heard that mentioned a few times. I have not read it myself, but I think you mentioned it. Josh Duffney may have mentioned it. Yeah, I. it definitely was one that I kept on referring to while we were reading Deep Work by Cal Newport. I think it felt like a really good complement to a lot of the ideas that Cal Newport had about being distraction-free, but it built on it by really kind of discussing the neuroscience of how the brain works and like how much energy certain things take, what time of the day you have, you know, the most energy to do things. And as a result, why you should do certain things early in the day and other things later in the day. Um, so very, I thought a really good set of tactics that would very strongly complement some of the conclusions and actions that deep work recommended actually on the the topic of kind of developing and self-development i'd like to reread the talent code by dan coyle i know that we've mentioned that before on the podcast (laughs) yeah i read that one this year it's good oh nice nice so i think the main things that i remember out of that were the kind of three main things that he says that we need to do deep practice expert coaching and ignition i think he talks a little bit about chunking when it comes to to learning but literally other than those main points you know and that small thing about chunking information like i could not tell you like any of the deeper ideas that um dan coyle wrote about and i would like to change that (laughs) Definitely worth a second read. Yeah. Next up, I have The Back of the Napkin, Solving Problems and Selling Ideas with Pictures. That's by Dan Rome. A bunch of authors whose names start with D-A. David, Dan, and Dan. That one I read a while back, and it was about thinking visually. And I think, you know, diagramming things. I was hoping that this would help me kind of do more diagramming i was at the the first time i read it i was hoping that it would help with my whiteboarding skills 
Um, I don't do as much whiteboarding these days, but I would like to have that visual language and explanation as a skill. And maybe it would help me think through complex problems better. That's why that's on the list. And then finally, I have one that's like really not about work or learning. It is Guns, Germs, and Steel by Jared Diamond. Believe that he won a Pulitzer for writing this book. It's a nonfiction book. And interestingly enough, it is about why certain societies advanced quickly and why, why others didn't. And based on geography. I think that's what he his main field is, geography. So, you know, a little bit of anthropology, a little bit of social dynamics uh, and study of societies, but his main thesis is about how geography influences biology and how those things influence societies. I think the, the big takeaway from there was it's, it's easier to get a package of food um, like you need, I want to say it was like a, like a root vegetable, like a potato, um, a pulse, like a bean, and then a grain. It's easier to do that in Europe and Asia because they, it's easier to, to propagate plants east, west, and there's a lot more space to go east, west in Europe, Eurasia, the Eurasian continent, a lot more difficult to do in North America, South America, and, uh, Africa as a result you know, you get kind of like, quote unquote, advanced societies with advanced technology in Eurasia, but not North America, South America, and Africa. Interesting. Yeah. Except, uh, I would say North Africa along the Mediterranean. You can propagate east-west there. That's, uh, you know, again, not really a work-related or like self-help type of nonfiction book, but one that I really enjoyed it kind of you know, was, I think I might've mentioned it in like books that shape my thinking about the world, uh, that episode that we did and, uh, would like to reread it and have more than just that single thesis to be able to point to out of it. If anybody wants to read along on that with me, I'd love to have a discussion with somebody (laughs) about it. Uh, that's one of my favorite books of all time, actually. And then these aren't rereads, but I think are kind of lesson extensions um, from some of the books and some of the authors that I've I've read before. Um, There's The Little Book of Talent, uh, 52 Tips for Improving Your Skills, also by Dan Coyle. Um, So I think this is a little bit more like digested, like tactical things to do to uh, uh, acquire, improve uh, skills would like to read that and that's actually in the first book in my kind of first chunk of books that i'm going to be reading in 2022 look forward to reading the blog post yeah look forward to writing it i'm not actually looking forward to write it but uh somebody has to hold john accountable yeah yeah you have to tweet at me hey john where's your blog on uh your books that you're reading for 2022 Second book in this uh, area, kind of lesson extensions, is uh, Blah, 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 also by Dan Rome. He talks about the idea of vivid thinking in the kind of uh, publisher's digest of this book. 
here's the quote through uh, vivid thinking we can make m the most complicated subjects suddenly crystal clear where they're trying to understand a harvard business school class or what went down in the conan versus leno battles for late night tv or what einstein thought about relativity this is also part of the first chunk of reading that i like to be able to do uh, in 2022 love to be able to understand and explain complex ideas better and uh would love to contrast this like idea of vivid thinking from the visual thinking in uh back of the napkin uh third book is a uh, peak and this is uh, the subtitle is uh, secrets from the new science of expertise this one's by anders erickson i think it got anders erickson was a uh, directly directly referenced in deep work so i'd like to kind of directly read some of uh, what he uh wrote about expertise and uh one of the interesting things is that he wrote like a pretty well-read research paper that most of the nonfiction discussion of um 10,000 hours of practice uh is being the key to a mastery of something uh that idea came from his research paper that has come out in uh i think malcolm gladwell's book outliers um was probably the one that popularized it it's mentioned in the talent code also mentioned in another book I read called talent is overrated that I'm not sure that we've talked about before, but at any rate, you know, I'd like to kind of read what Anders Ericsson had to say directly and not filtered through other authors. Peak is a good one. That, oh, that might actually be a good book discussion to uh, do for the show. Okay. Pretty fast. Probably do two, maybe, maybe two episodes. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two going on 12 <laughs> uh next is a staff engineer um i think we might have mentioned that in something that we an interview that we just did that hasn't been released yet leadership beyond the management track and that is the idea of being a leader without becoming a manager that is the responsibility of like a technical person who is not leading a team doesn't have people reporting to them uh but does have a leadership position and in influencing peers and teammates and people maybe even outside that direct team isn't that like i want to say that you might have read that this past mm -hmm. year is that right yeah okay very good read i probably cool. need to reread it uh, will larson also wrote systems of engineering management where he talked about what it was like to be an engineering manager in his case mm -hmm. software engineering so when you read Staff Engineer, it's a little bit more geared toward the software engineering industry, but I think it has widely applicable lessons and thoughts. And they even list, if memory serves, some recommended reading from some of the people that he interviewed from the book. Oh, very cool. Okay. Makes me even more eager to uh, read that. But it's not making it into the first chunk. Next would be Upheaval, uh, Turning Points for Nations in Crisis. Uh this is uh, another book by Jared Diamond. I mentioned, you know, Guns, Germs, and Steel that he won the Pulitzer Prize for. Uh, this is kind of the third book in a series that he wrote. I don't think he set out to write books in a series, but he wrote a second one about societies called Collapse, why some societies collapse and others don't. That one was a little bit depressing to keep on reading about societies that didn't make it. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, so I don't necessarily want to reread that one, but uh, I have not read this one, Upheaval, 
So I'd like to add that to the list. Um, and then Don Jones, who we uh, interviewed in episode 137 and 138, uh, mentioned, I believe in that first episode, 137, that he uh, writes fiction as a hobby, maybe? So yep. I'm adding one of his books. I'm adding uh, Power Wave, which is, it looks like it's the first book in a series called uh, Prime Wave Accounting. I remember he described it to us. I don't remember if it was during the recording or not, but he talked about um, writing a book where superheroes have been kind of disgraced, so they have to have day jobs <laughs> um, along with their powers, while supervillains are actually good at their jobs and uh, making lots of money. So I, I don't know where that premise goes, but I'm fascinated. Uh, I was fascinated when he mentioned it to us, so uh, I'm adding that to my list. Two books in the series now, according to his oh, website. Really? So okay, I knew that it was number one in a series, so I just assumed that there was more than one. And then there's like some books from uh, 2021, like there's books on that list that I'm I'm going to keep on uh, trying to read. Uh, Pragmatic Thinking and Learning by Andy Hunt, The Ideal Team Player uh, by Patrick Lencioni. I think that one is uh, the third book in my first chunk. So already purchased, already downloaded. Really like to know how that idea of, you know, the, the ideal team player and his model for that works, what I can extract from that and how that can complement kind of the uh, vivid thinking um, that I got from hopefully that I hope to get from Rome and uh, the uh, little book of talent from Dan Coyle. That's my first chunk. And then let me see the other books from the 2021 list, uh, Successes in Your Sphere and Strategic Relationships at Work. And I think that's it. Oh, no. Feedback that Works, The Art of Being Indispensable at Work, and Empathy at Work. So those are, those are the ones from uh, 2021. And we'll put a link to the show notes from uh, 2021. So if you're interested in hearing more about those books and and why I wanted to read them, you can read those at the 2021 show notes. Sounds like some solid selections, man. Cool. I want to hear about your 2022 list because uh, you and I have, I think, different ideas for like books that we target, and especially with you and your biographies and non-business, you know, biographies like you know people in sports. Like I, I'm fascinated to hear about where you're going. Yeah. I I don't know if if you would call it structured chaos or just unstructured chaos, but my goal is to continue to target biographies and memoirs, but remain open to reading stuff in the nonfiction genre, self-help kind of thing that I really like. You know, some of the titles you mentioned sounded great. Here's some ideas that I have for 2022. I saw that Phil Collins has a biography on Audible, and he narrates it. Even better, it's called Phil Collins Not Dead Yet. Does he drum like while he's reading it? Because that would be amazing. I'm not aware that he does, but oh, he okay. does have a British accent, and well, that is the key to getting me to pay attention is to have an accent. I actually really like it when people who write an autobiography narrate it. I think that's so cool. Whether that you're is... famous or not, you know, whether you're yep. someone who is you know michael dell or, or whoever right i think it's cool when you when they narrate their own stuff 
Another one who narrated his own biography is Adam Savage, Every Tool's a Hammer. You might recognize Adam as one of the guys who was on the show Mythbusters for a number of years. That one sounded intriguing. And then A Craftsman's Legacy by Eric Gorges. He actually started a company called Voodoo Choppers and a TV show called A Craftsman's Legacy where he interviews people who consider themselves craftspeople, whether it's a yarn spinner, an engraver, a glass blower, a, a woodworker, right? All those different people and what do they get by participating in these particular crafts and what lessons have they learned. It's it's about more than just craftsmanship and working with your hands. There are a lot more lessons, I think. And he weaves in his own story of how he started his company. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, I can't help but thinking about the craftsman approach to tool selection. That was in deep work by Cal Newport. So um, I'm very interested to hear whether that kind of thing comes through. Well, it's, I'm glad you said that because I probably should have said at the beginning, I feel like I'm going to end up following that thread of craftsmanship in your career, cross-domain craftsmanship, if you will, because sure. you know we had the craftsman approach to tool selection in part five of our Deep Work series, episode 145, that you just referenced. And then it also made me, makes me think of Chris Wall in episode 148 talking about being a builder a builder, a craftsman, you know, I, I don't know. I just like that idea and the discipline that it brings to your career of being that craftsman, the apprentice, the journeyman mindset that we talked about with Don Jones. So it's, th there's something to that. And I want to dive down the rabbit hole. Definitely. Yeah. Some other books that, that I think that I should read own Your Tech Career by Don Jones. Bought a copy. Still need to read it. It's on my list. It is a paper. I, I meant to add that to my list. Oh, my goodness. I'm so embarrassed. And, Don, okay. if you're listening, if if you decide that you want to put it on Audible and narrate it, I will burn an Audible credit and get it tomorrow. So just keep that in mind. Wait, why don't you and I take turns, like, reading it? And then, uh, like... That would be awesome. How many episodes maybe? do you think that would make? Like, 34? Yeah, pretty, I don't know. And then really we could thick. <laughs> we we'd need a separate feed. I think how about you record yourself reading it and just send me the audio file so that I could listen to it. Would that be okay? Oh, there you go. There you go. I'll write one of your blogs and you just record this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that is on my list is The Story of You and Any Enneagram Journey to Becoming Your True Self by Ian Morgan Cron. The Enneagram is pretty interesting to me when it comes to personality types. This guy wrote The Road Back to You that I read about the Enneagram, and I think this will be a, another interesting one about how to accept your personality type and your number. Interesting. So based, like, like more kind of tactical approach to doing things based on that personality type. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. How to deal with each personality type, best way to interact, that kind of thing. The thing I like about those types of things is that, you know, whether or not you buy into like that being the be all and end all, I don't think almost, almost none of those books that have models on personality types, like say like, oh, everything, every person like personally, you know, perfectly fits into one of these like personality types. 
uh, like none of them really say that. They kind of say, here's some patterns. And then based on these patterns, here's some things that you might want to try. Yeah, looking forward to hearing about that as well. I think it'll be good. Another one is called Ghost Rules, Unspoken Secrets to Getting Ahead by Evan Olford. So Evan and I connected on LinkedIn, and he let me know that he had written this book on with career tips in it. So it's not it's not a super long read. I actually bought a copy. I just need to go ahead and read it. It's in paper form. He might be a good one to have on the show after we after I read it. Yeah, I'm super excited to hear about that. I I honestly thought that you were referencing like a an anime. Like that's the only thing that uh, I want to say that there's an anime <laughs> called Ghost Rule. So I thought that that's what it was, but um, now that you mention it, you know, and, and mention the description, like that sounds amazing. Yeah, Unspoken like a compil- secrets. A compilation of career tips. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, okay, cool. Another one is called Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again by Johan Hari. This one was rated highly on Audible, and with all the talks we've had with guests about learning to focus being less distracted. I really feel like in my desire to excel as an individual contributor and not really want wanting to go into management, I mean, even if I did, I would still need to master this, but the focus is more and more important as you excel in your career, and that's something that I still need to get better at. So I'm curious to learn about that one. Cool. Along those same lines, I found one called Peak Mind by Amishi Ya. She actually studied the science of attention and how it contributes to memories, making memories, your working memory, how mindfulness can actually improve your attention and your ability to focus it in certain areas. So that sounded like another good one. So two kind of, sorry to interrupt, but that's like two kind of books in a row that you've mentioned that play along with the idea that you know, Cal Newport had about focus and attention being kind of important superpowers to get ahead in the modern like business world. Yep. And I think some of those craftsmanship books, the people who are craftsmen or craftspeople, maybe it's better to say, doing the work helps them focus their attention and minimize distractions. But I I think these will mesh together well, or hope so. And I'll also say that I plan to combine this reading with the smart notes approach that Josh Duffney told me told us about. You know, you told me about it a little bit before that. I still haven't read the How to Take Smart Notes book or Josh's book on how to take smart notes in Obsidian, but I feel like what I have started to do is take down literature notes as I'm listening to a book, stopping every now and then and capturing some thoughts. Not necessarily transcribing them past that step but I'm at least capturing those things that I remember from reading, oh, wow, that was a great quote, or oh, wow, that was a great thought, I need to write that down, that would make a great blog post kind of thing, instead of just continuing to listen for a really long period of time and then maybe letting a piece of information go that I might have wanted to capture. Yeah, that makes sense, like um, just getting more things out of it and yeah, like probably enabling you to actually write the blogs right if you Mm -hmm. don't take notes it's tough to then turn around and write about the thing and remembering those stories that have the cross domain application from the biographies too yeah yeah 
like Andre Agassi learned this important lesson and that's one that I need to keep in mind and remember. Oops, I haven't written it down, so I don't remember it. Right. Like the one I mentioned about Pete Sampras raising his level while yeah. playing within himself. I think that's something we should all be able to No, that makes take sense. And, and then do. Andre Agassi had the thing about um, wearing bandanas and no. Okay. All right. I don't think that was in there. No. Okay. Maybe I'm I'm thinking of uh, something else. Sorry. All good. So you think we can actually hit our goals this time, John? Yeah, I think that like something that I'm going to do uh, is not hold myself to reading every single one of these books. What, but what I do want to do is read some of them, like a non-zero amount. And that will be an infinite percentage improvement over zero, which is what I was able to accomplish last year. There you go. Small steps. Small yeah. steps. And the thing is, is that, again, like I think it's an interesting list and I, you know, stuff that I actually do want to read, but, you know, didn't actually do anything except make the list and then walk away from it. <laughs> like there was no reminders on like, oh yeah, there was a list. Um, you know, what was it? You know, so uh, this time, you know, I'd, I'd really like to, uh, really like to do actually follow through. Makes sense. I like the fact that you have a specific reading routine and time. Mine's not, I won't say it's, like, it's not structured in that way, but I usually listen to an audiobook while I'm stretching in the morning and the evening, while I'm doing laundry, while I'm taking a walk, I try to go for a walk almost every day. So I guess you could call that structuring it, sort of, when I'm taking the trash out. So I guess that's my way of building in the, the time and then taking, you know, three or four minutes here and there to, to capture the thoughts. Yeah, that makes sense. I think during specific activities is also structure, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Nick, um, that's a little bit longer than I think we planned on going, but I think we got a good uh, discussion out of it um, and some good goals. I think that I would really like to hear from our readers um, if they have additional book recommendations, um, things that they found um, really interesting in the past that they've read. Um, doesn't need to be about career, you know, if all it needs to be is interesting. Um, but if it's about career and improvement, skills and improvement, you know, even better, even better. But um, anything else uh, before we get out of here? I'm always open to great book recommendations, as is John. So if you have some good ones, tweet them out at us. Absolutely. And, and who knows, maybe those may get to the front of the line next time. There you go. Just a reminder, we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder and interesting books to read. We're collectively on Twitter, at NerdJourney. All right. Farewell, listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White, at Journeyman for Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore, signing off. Peace.